Hi, I'm Tom. AKA Thomas. And I am Lauren. AKA Lauren. Lauren. And this is Movie Illiterate. So I've seen a lot of movies, some of which have affected my life decisions in pretty significant ways. Many of which. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to take a movie that I've seen when I was younger, and I'm going to explain it to Lauren as best as I can remember. And luckily for Tom, and for all of you, there's a very large selection because I am what I have dubbed movie illiterate. I, at this point, have seen um, at least 25 movies, but I don't know if I could say more than that. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So after I explain it to her, then we'll watch the movie, and then we'll come back, and we'll get Lauren's take on it. Yes, and I get to rate Tom. I get to rate the movie. I get to tell you about how it stands up nowadays, which is usually a little strange. <laughs> yeah, some of these movies don't hold up too well, and it's probably good that we're going back and watching them because have very fond memories of them and some of them don't really deserve to be remembered fondly yeah so come join us as tom tells me movies and i destroy your childhood movies for you it'll be a fun adventure hollywood style So today we are going to do that beloved children's classic, Child's Play. Yes, it's the movie about the um, the little boy doll and the reason why boys shouldn't play with dolls. Well, that's a little sexist. Well, <laughs> as we all know, boys are ridiculous. And when they get a hold of a doll, either two things happen. They either start fighting or they take off all their clothes. What? I don't know. This is just my experience of playing with boys with Barbies. So Lauren grew up with all sisters, so she has no idea what it's like when boys play with dolls. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they either just make them all naked or they fight. Anyway, so we decided to do Child's Play because by the time this episode airs, it will be October. It'll be the beginning of October. And we figured all through October, let's do some scary movies. The best month of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, My birthday month. It is your birthday month, yeah. And Halloween. And Halloween. Which one's more important? Oh, that's a good question. Somewhere in between. What's half of 12? The 16th. No, wait. Oh, you mean halfway between the 8th and the... Well, I was averaging them out, and then that came out to the 16th. That doesn't make any sense, because that's not halfway between the two. Whatever halfway between my birthday and uh, uh, what we call it is. Halloween? Yes. Okay, that's the best time of the year. Yes, because then on Halloween Day, Christmas starts, according to the retail stores. (laughs) So Child's Play is a movie from... Tom Holland directed this? Not that Tom Holland. Tom Holland directed Child's Play? I don't even know if Tom Holland... How old is he? I don't even think he was born when this came out. I don't know. I think Tom Holland's a time traveler. bro. Like, it is killing my ears. Turn down your volume. For time Tom Holland comes back and avenges me. You know, he can do that. 
he is an Avenger, also a director <laughs> of so, movies. Tom. So Child's Play is a movie. Child's Play is a movie from 1988. It is written by Don Mancini, and, and directed it stars by Catherine uh, Catherine Hicks, the or all more famously known as the mom from Seventh Heaven. Uh, Brad Dourif is the voice of Chucky, and Alex Vincent plays the little boy Andy Barkley, who is his his foil. I don't know what that means. Like a foil, it's foil? like you know, there's the bad guy and then the the good guy who defeats him. Uh, his foil. That's what it's called. Pretty sure. Not Avenger. No, like an actual like literary term. I'm gonna change it to Avenger. I think Tom Holland would appreciate that. So this movie is directed by Tom Holland, but it's not the Tom Holland that Lauren is insisting that it is. It is definitely the Tom I'm, Holland that Lauren is, exist, is insisting it is. This is 1988. I don't think Tom... I mean, if Tom Holland was alive, I'm pretty sure he was pretty young. Like, like infant toddler. Look, it's the 2000. And if anything... Well, God, I can't talk right now. No. It's the 2000s. And if I've learned anything from watching these old movies with you, it's that at this point, time travel is definitely happening. <laughs> whether we know about it or not. And I'm pretty sure that Tom Holland is a time traveler. So continue. Well, so this movie doesn't have any actual time travel in it. And it doesn't have any old man little... Well, actually, I guess it kind of does have an old man little boy thing. So, sorry. So the movie starts with... Uh, Charles Lee Ray, who's a serial killer who is also involved in voodoo, and he kills people in various voodoo ritual things. And the movie starts with him getting. Uh, is he black? No. Wow, Cultural that was racist. Appropriation. Yeah, a little bit. Well. Anyway, the movie starts with him getting chased by a police officer. Uh, sure, he's not black. The police officer? No. Charles no, Charles Lee Ray, Ray is white. Brad Dourif is white. So why is he getting chased by a police officer in the 80s? Oh my God. <laughs> they, this movie just throws out all the stereotypes. Oh, okay. Very, uh, very uh, woke. Uh, no, but anyway. Um, I think I need some coffee or something. Something. Wow. Anyway. So it starts with him getting chased into a toy store by, uh, by, the, by Mike, who's the uh, police officer. And he's been, he gets shot. And as he's dying, he uses some of the voodoo that he knows uh, to transport his soul into the body of a, a doll. He knocks over a pile of good guy dolls, which are basically like, uh, maybe they had like My Buddy or something like that, one of those. Yeah, I think, isn't that what it's based off of? I think so. The My Buddy dolls or something like that? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, the, the, the similarities are too close to... So he made the first Horcrux. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But he puts his whole soul into it, not just a piece of it. Oh, he was stupid. Yeah. All right. So anyway, um, so that happens. So Mike, the police officer, thinks, okay, Charles Charles Lee Ray is dead. Um, all right, cool. Moving on with my life. And then the movie starts with the main character, Andy, who is, uh, he's, I think he's like six or seven at this, uh, at, in the beginning. And it's his birthday, and he's got a single mom. She gets some presents for him but um she wasn't able to get the thing that he really wanted which was a good guy doll mm. so you know he has his birthday and he's like you know cool but i don't have my good guy doll so it's not that great 
And then, oh. yeah, you know, he's like six or seven, you know, he doesn't understand, I don't think. Anyway, so his mom finds, while she's working, her friend that she works with finds a guy who is selling a good guy doll in a back alley. So they run outside and she buys it from him. Oh yeah, you know it's good quality when you buy a a child sized doll from the back alley. Yeah, absolutely. I I think I can't remember if it was like they were sold out because they're super popular, or if she just couldn't afford it because you know single mom and all that. But anyway, so she goes, she gets the uh, gets the doll. Um, I think the guy who sells it tries to like says like, oh, you know, this isn't enough money. You're gonna have to give me something else. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, subtle, subtle, and then. Uh, Mike, the police officer, I think, shows up and stops him from doing whatever he was going to do. Yeah. So she gets her back alley doll and... <laughs> Sounds like a sex term. So she wraps up her back alley doll. And she takes her back alley doll to... Uh, her son? To oh, her disgusting. Son. Yeah. <laughs> so she takes it to her son and... Um, you know, he, he opens it up and now nah, he's all excited. And so it's the doll that had the soul of Charles Lee Ray in it. And so he, as, as a good guy doll, they have, you know, they all have like quirky names. So he goes by Chucky. And mm. so he's, you know, the doll starts talking, doing the, you know, hi, I'm Chucky. I'm your friend, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, yeah all right, cool. Everything's happy. You would think that he would change the doll's name to his name. What do you mean to his name? So, like, his first name, it will be easier to answer to. Well, it's Charles Lee Wright. Chucky is, you know, short for Charles. You know, people with... Is it? Full name Charles, you know, Chuck, they... You know, Chuck, I get. Chucky? Chucky. Like... I like, guess the Rugrat. Yeah, like Chucky Finster, his yeah. his full name was Charles. Okay, I understand now. To, yeah. Thank you for the Rugrats reference. Yeah. Actually, I came up with that. Thank me for the Rugrats <laughs> reference. So, anyway, so... um. So Andy's playing with his doll, and then he's getting babysat by the mom's friend, the one who took her to the back, back alley. alley. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the back alley doll. Yeah, yeah, for the back alley doll. Um, she's getting babysat, and the, something on the news about Charles Lee Ray comes up, and so Chucky is like in front of the TV watching it, and the the mom's friend is like, "Oh, you know, why'd you do that with your doll? Put your doll away." Blah blah blah. And then they go to sleep, uh, or, you know, Andy goes to sleep, and then uh, Chucky, you know, Chucky gets up. Well, you don't, they don't show that it's actually Chucky. It's just kind of one of the the first person point of view kind of things. Yes. He goes, he picks up a hammer and hits her in the face with it, and she falls out the window, and they're like on like the 30th floor, like in a really high um, apartment building. So she falls out and she dies. How do you get up to her face? Maybe she was on she was on the floor, maybe, or maybe he jumped up. I'll have to see. I'll have to yeah, see. Yeah, I'm very curious. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying curious. to think how that happened. Because he hits her square on in the face, but yeah, he's half yeah, the size. For there, and then for her to fall out the window, you would think like she wouldn't be squatting down. Because right, then how right. you just stood up and just continued to walk backwards <laughs> until you fell out the window. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, we'll have to we'll have to see. I'm not 100% sure, but I know he hits her in the face with the hammer. She falls out the window. She dies. Okay. Um, and then mom comes home, and the police officer assigned to 
this particular crime scene is Mike, the same guy who killed Charles Lee Ray. Oh, good timing. Yeah. yeah, right? So he goes, they go upstairs and they see like Chucky's footprints all over the, uh, um, like, I don't know, there was like some spilled flour or something. So they see Chucky's footprints. So Mike doesn't say it, but he suspects that Andy did it uh, because they're, you know, little, because Andy's about the size of yeah. Chucky at this time. So that's what he's suspecting. Um, and then what else happens? So they're like, you know, trying to work the case, blah, blah, blah. Um, Andy's, Andy tells his mom and he tells the police officer that, you know, it was Chucky that did it. Um, you know, nobody believes him, of course. Naturally. They think, yeah, they think, you know, he's blaming. I think that's what kind of puts Mike into like, oh, maybe it is the kid. He's just blaming the doll for something he did. Right, yeah. Um, and then what happens? Andy goes to school. And while he's at school, Chucky sneaks away and goes to the house of one of his friends because uh, in the beginning like he had a friend that he was that was also getting chased and he drove away and left that's why uh charles lee ray had to go into the toy store because his friend took off <gasps> his friend ditched him yeah his friend ditched what him. a jerk off yeah so he goes into his house and um i think he like lights the gas stove on fire and causes the house as he should. Yeah, and causes it to blow up, and so that guy kills that guy. All right, that one makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then Mike is is uh, investigating that one, too, and starts thinking, like, okay, well, there's something really wrong with this kid. Is Mike the only cop in town? <laughs> I think he's, like, the lead, like, homicide detective in this town. Doesn't he have other things that he should be doing? I mean, he's got one pretty intense case going on, and he's like, all right, time to strap up and go off to another pretty intense case. I, I don't know how police officers uh, get a ca- get cases assigned, so I, I don't I don't. Know. I mean, when we watch Brooklyn, usually they're kind of working on one main case at a time. I don't think Brooklyn Nine-Nine should be looked at as an accurate depiction of regular police Brooklyn Nine-Nine yes Mm -hmm. no Brooklyn Nine-Nine is to police work what what Scrubs was to working in a hospital which you would know if you'd watch Scrubs I've watched enough Scrubs to know that that is false yeah exactly um Brooklyn Nine-Nine yes yes definitely that's how police officers work continue anyway so Mike is also assigned to the case of the blown up house where his uh, Charles Lee Ray's associate got killed and then he shows up Chucky shows up to the guy who actually taught him voodoo, who is a black guy. Okay. So I, I can't remember the guy's <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name, but it's a guy who taught Charles Lee Ray all of the how to do all the voodoo stuff. And you don't remember his name? I don't remember his name. Um and he's really pissed at Chucky because uh, he's like, I taught you all this stuff and you used it for evil and so I'm really mad at you and like I'm not going to uh, tell you how to... I think he, he tells him... What does he have to do? He says you have to... The only soul you can... Or the only bo- human body you can go into is... You have to go to the first person that you revealed... That you revealed to them that, I, hey, I'm, I'm a doll. And so that was Andy. So the only way he can become human is he has to get uh, transfer his soul into Andy's body. And that, oh, that's terrible. I'm yeah. sure he'll try to do it, though. Yeah. And then Chucky reveals, I have a voodoo doll of you, and starts snapping its limbs and then ends up stabbing it and uh, killing the guy. Just like a white guy. 
take, take So then Mike also bad. gets assigned to this one. <laughs> Are you going to cut all this part out? I feel like you're going to cut all this out. I mean, I can't understand half of what you're saying. It's just, you sound like shy Ronnie. Oh, I said, just like a white guy, to learn something from the black guy, make it evil, to come back, and then kill the black guy. Is what I said. I, I don't I don't like your tone. Well, mm-hmm. I know you don't like my tone. You told me it was really loud in your headphones. <laughs> anyway, so Mike also gets assigned to that case. Of course he does, because he's the only freaking cop. Oh my and gosh. They, they show up, and the guy is still alive, but he's, you know, not long for this world. So he reveals to them that you have to get get Chucky in the heart is the only way to kill him because even though he's a doll, his heart is the closest thing to human in him. So if you go to kill him, you have to get him in the heart. Oh, the Chucky dolls have a little fake heart? I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know how it works. Um, it might be heart in the metaphorical sense. But anyway, okay. <laughs> so, so the mom is now convinced that... Uh, Charles Lee Ray is inside the body of Chucky, but uh, Mike is like, no, that's impossible. Charles Lee Ray is dead. I killed him. So it couldn't be him. Mm. So the mom, um, what happens? So uh, Mike still suspects it's Andy. So the mom is trying to like disp- you know, prove that it's Chucky. And she finds out by, she's looking at the box and she finds that the batteries that come with the doll were never installed. They're like attached separately. So, oh. So even though he's doing the, like, hi, I'm Chucky, you know, thing, he doesn't have any batteries in him. And she checks him and sees that there's no batteries in it. So she lights a fire and threatens to throw him into the fire if he doesn't talk. He comes to life, tries to kill her, bites her, and then runs away. And then she goes to Mike and says, hey, Chucky, attack me. And he's like, no, that's impossible, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're, you're, you know, basically you're as crazy as your son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then Chucky attacks Mike and tries to kill him because basically I guess what Chucky's doing is everyone, he's getting revenge on everybody. So yes. he goes and he attacks Mike. And then he like flips his car over, but he doesn't kill him. Uh, Mike shoots him. Oh, that's what it was. I'm sorry. I got my order of stuff mixed up. He attacks the mom. Then he attacks Mike. And then Mike shoots him. And he thought he was invincible. So when he gets shot, that's when he goes to the voodoo guy to be like, Hey, I thought I was invincible. What the heck's going on? Oh, okay. And that's when he brings out the doll and kills him. Mm. So then... Um, so then at that point they're, they all, they're like, okay, we got to figure this out. Um, we know Chucky is an evil doll and he's trying to get to Andy. Yeah. Which is really stupid of him for trying to kill the cop. Like he should have just like left the kill everybody else, leave the cop alone, run out of town or steal Andy's body, leave town. Yeah. I don't know. You got adult mind. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. He's Continue. Al- he's also not, not the, uh, you know, he's evil, I guess. And and it was the 80s. It so was the know. 80s, yeah. <laughs> so somehow they end up in a, like, final showdown with Chucky. Um, he tries to kill the mom, tries to kill Andy, and the mom gets him into the fireplace and, like, holds, like, the grating up to him, and then Andy lights a match, and he's like, 
it's kind of cool. He's like, Andy, no, we're friends to the end, remember? And Andy's like, this is the end, friend. And then throws a match. Oh, in. Andy learns to rhyme. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's that pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so Chucky gets burned up, but then he doesn't die. And so he his burnt body is still attacking them. So Mike shoots him a bunch of times, um, gets him through the heart, and then he dies. And then uh, that was the end of it. And then I think like the cops got called or something, and, and so they're able to. But then it kind of ends on that. Okay. And then he doesn't really die because there's more movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it gets explained. I, I will... Okay, I will say for this movie, so, like, the way that they explain, like, why... Uh, they explain, you know, this is how you defeat Chucky, this is how you kill him. And then, so, theoretically, at the end of the movie, he should be dead, it should be done. When they make the sequels, the way that they explain how this can continue actually makes sense. Unlike the Terminator franchise... Oh. Which, basically, every time there's a sequel, it's essentially just a big middle finger to whatever was explained in the first one. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah. So, that's that's Chucky in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah. So, early moral of the story, if your child says the doll is doing it, it might be the child. I mean, the, <laughs> the doll. It might be the doll. <laughs> I gotta get some coffee. I yeah, watch let's this movie. let's go get some coffee. Let's go watch the movie. We'll come back. To yeah, this. yeah, yeah. My brain's not all the way on yet. After watching uh, a new edition of Old Man, Little Boy, <laughs> Child's Play Edition, where this time the old man is um, a toy doll that is literally trying to get into the little boy. Tom, your take on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually... It was <laughs> It was actually pretty good. You, it was your classic '80s thriller horror horror kind of thing. Explosions that weren't necessary. Oh yeah, like a bolt of lightning hits a toy store and it blows up. Literally blows up. Um, Guy shoots a, a gas stove that's been on for. Maybe he didn't a shoot the even shoot the gas stove. He just shot. Well, I think the gas was- stove happened. The Chucky turned the gas stove on. Okay. And the man shot in the house. No, he opened the door where the gas stove was, and that's what he shot at. He didn't shoot the gas stove. Yeah, he opened the door to the kitchen and shot right at the gas stove. All right, Tom says he shot at the gas stove. Anyway, we're get, we're going to head Either right way, now. a whole explosion that burned down the, or destroyed that house happened. So many explosions. What else? What else is classic 80s? Karen was the mom. Um, her name was Karen. Right, yeah. Um, the little boy was able to get on a, a the L train, I'm assuming. I don't know what city they lived in. but Chicago. It was Chicago? Okay. Yeah. Able to get on the train by himself, 
with his life side doll and no one batted an eye. So, you know, classic 80s. Classic 80s. Classic 80s. Also, the music between him, Andy, and Chucky in the train was like slightly intense but mellow. And then they would show the trains passing by each other and it got super intense all of a sudden. And they would just keep going back and forth. And it was really a strange juxtaposition because... Why are we, why is there intense music with trains? I think it was trying to show the, the, like, the innocence of Andy is just a six-year-old, like, oh, it's my doll, he's my friend, and the sinisterness. Of trains. (laughs) (laughs) That's why there's not too many of them anymore, we've been killing them off slowly, because they're just too much. (laughs) Not quite where i was going with that but uh it works i guess but anyway so we're kind of getting let's let maybe we should start at the beginning why don't we do that once upon a time there was a big bang okay too far in the beginning all right let's okay let's go to the beginning of this particular movie how about that like when andy was born (laughs) we don't know andy's dad no the movie maybe it was mike maybe it it was charles lee ray wasn't either of those people how do you know? Because they implied they said that that uh, his dad was dead. Charles Lee Ray is dead. No. No. Yes, he. Well, yes. Well, but, kind of. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Technically, Charles Lee Ray is not dead. All right. So the you movie starts talking. with Charles Lee Ray and Mike the cop, and Mike the cop is chasing him. Mm-hmm. And, and then Charles gets shot. Right. Mike hits Charles. Yes. And Charles is like, I got to get back into the van, my getaway van with my partner. And his partner ditches him. Yes. So Charles runs into a toy store. Well, runs to a toy store, shoots off the lock and goes in. The gunshots were crazy loud and ridiculous. It was pretty hilarious. Also classic 80s. Exactly. Um, And there were lights. Every time the gun oh, went yeah, off, the spark, it, yeah. sparks would fly totally off. totally happens. Yeah. I mean, I've never shot a gun in the 80s, so I don't know. that. I've never true. shot a gun in the 80s either. So that, yeah. Who's to say that they weren't like that? Just like everything was black and white in the 40s or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Anyway. I mean, we weren't there. We don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, so Charles goes into the toy shop. He's running around the toy shop looking for somewhere to hide or something mike is standing in the toy shop just standing there looking from side to side the whole time that charles is running around it's very strange he does nothing i don't even think he has his gun up the whole time yeah he he had it out he was just yeah he had it out but he didn't have it like ready to shoot he was just standing in the toy shop looking from side to side they were in there for a while they were in there for a while and he did nothing he He did not he was trying he was following the trail of blood no, he just stopped. No, well, yeah, he stopped initially because, you know, serial killer runs into this toy store. You're not going to run in after him without backup. Like, that. Did he ever call for backup? Yeah, he. well, he did, and then the backup came and chased off the van. So then he went after Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, himself. you would think more than one backup would come. He would, it's Chicago, you know. They got a lot going on. Hey, I got a serial killer here. <laughs> Can I have maybe two backup? <laughs> Anything more than two, one? Two backup. Yeah, two more backup, two backup, please. please. Um, king size that. Supersize that backup, <laughs> Super please. Size my backup. Please. Yeah, that was still a thing back then. 
Um, so anyway, so no, Mike stands there until Charles starts chanting. Then he starts looking for him. And then he starts moving in his direction. Well, maybe, but, maybe he thought, like, he's been shot. We're trapped in this toy store. He's got nowhere to go. What's the point of going in after him? I'll just let him kind of pass out. I was let him do his thing. Let him do his thing until he passes out. <sighs> yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, Mike looks up at the skylight that's in the toy store and sees the lightning coming down before it hits. So he's able to cover his face a little bit. Oh, yeah. And the lightning is caused by... So Charles grabs a doll and says he's going to kill Mike and he's going to kill his partner. And he's going to get them no matter what. Mm-hmm. Grabs a doll and starts chanting. And it causes these clouds to form. And then lightning comes down through the skylight. And that's when Mike looks up. And that's when Mike looks up, sees the lightning, shields his face... The whole building explodes. Somehow Mike makes it out just fine. And the one Chucky doll makes it out just fine. Everything else just kind of blows up. Everything else is dead as far as we know. Right. Right. Um, so Mike thinks that Charles Lee Ray is dead. A, a, a pretty safe assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Consider, all things considered, makes sense that you would yes. think that he was dead at that yeah, point. Absolutely. So cut to Andy, little boy in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, of the classic old man, little boy, 80s theme. <laughs> <laughs> and it's his birthday coming up the next day. So he makes his mom a mm-mm, so delicious looking <laughs> breakfast with all of the margin on one butter. I mean, on one piece of toast. Oh, yeah. And just this big like, baseball sized thing of butter. On, yes. On burnt toast. Mm-hmm. And cereal that is spilled way over the top of the bowl. Yes, but it wasn't butter. It was margarine. Oh, it was margarine. Okay. Please. I, I, I had to have this conversation with the coworker. The difference between butter and margarine. Wait, how do you know it was margarine and not butter? Because it came in the margarine container. Oh, okay. And it scooped out like margarine. Butter doesn't do that. Yeah, I, I, okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I know. Someone doesn't cook very often. Yeah, well, you know, maybe you can start cooking. She's talking about me. So breakfast. I'm gonna let you finish up this podcast, Tom. (laughs) I think I have something to do right now. Like learn to cook. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) you're gonna find margarine in your bed. (laughs) This is like a horse head or something like that. It's gonna be a scoop of margarine. Just and I'll freak out and be like, "Oh my gosh, somebody put butter in my bed." And I'll be like, oh my gosh, it's margarine, Tom. And then we'll have to wash the sheets. It'll be a whole big ordeal. Anyway, so Andy is um, brings breakfast to his mom because it's going to be his birthday tomorrow. And he's really excited and he wants his gifts whatnot. He's trying to be a cute boy. Yeah. Um, and he's also watching the Good... Good Guy Doll Show. Good yes, guy the show? Good Guy Show. Yeah. Which was really kind of a weird idea for a show like it ended with the good guy Dow coming down and being like i'll be your friend forever seems like that would be the start of the show not the end yeah i don't know i don't know too much about 80s tv shows shows and it's 80s kid shows yeah yeah so we're gonna be blaming a lot of stuff on the 80s um if you haven't picked that up already (laughs) so 
His mom ends up going to work the next day. No. Wait. No. I lied. No, his mom she, goes to work later that day. His mom goes to work later that day, but she gives Andy his gifts before she goes to work. Yes. And it's clothes and a good guy toy set. Like with tools. With stuff. tools, which Andy is a little disappointed about, but his mom explains that she didn't know about the toy in time to save up and buy it because the toy was new like they even said in the commercial like we got a new thing kids well and and even in in her defense like he just knew he learned about the doll that like five minutes earlier watching the commercial on the show for the doll yeah so he yeah so he didn't even know it was a thing until that morning and then all of a sudden it's like oh this is all i want you know classic little kid like yeah true kid fashion yeah. yeah you see it on the commercial you need it right then and there yeah Give it about a, you know, couple months. You need something else. Now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so his mom goes to work. Uh, and her awesome friend is there. Her awesome friend tells her about a peddler in the alley to go get the alley. A uh, good guy, a boy. Doll. Doll. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. To go get Chucky. Mm-hmm. So they go out to the alley. They do a little bit of bartering. Well, her friend does a little bit of bartering. They get a little bit of a discount on the doll from the peddler. They come back into work. Their jerk off of a boss is a being a total jerk off, if you didn't get that from the first time I said it. And he's <laughs> like, jerk off, jerk off, jerk off. You have to stay here later. Jerk off, jerk off, jerk off. And the mom is like, I got to go pick up my kid from school. And he's like, jerk off. I don't care. Make it work. And... um Tim Allen? No. Tim Allen. What? Make it work. Who was that? Tim. Huh? The British guy. The British guy? From the clothes show. Whatever. What? Um. (laughs) What are you talking about? My ADD kicked in. I started thinking about Tim. And when I said make it work, I was like, oh, that sounds like Tim. What's his last name? Huh? He wears glasses. I don't know. He so tell me about this design here. All right, make it work. I have no idea what you're talking Oh my about. gosh, you're so... Sorry, anyway. So anyway, jerk off boss. Jerk off ball because being a jerk off, her friend is like, here, I will take care of Andy tonight. Don't worry about it. Stay because the jerk off boss is a jerk off. So um, that was the plan. So Andy is later at home with Aunt Meg. Maggie. 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 Maggie, 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 yes. Maggie. And um, they're doing birthday stuff. And then uh, Andy has a doll that his mom gave him. He's super happy about it. Learns that his name is Chucky. They start watching the news uh, or the news comes on. And Chucky wants to keep watching the news, even though Aunt Maggie says it's time for bed. So she puts Chucky and Andy to bed. Next thing she knows, Chucky is back watching the news. So she gets mad at Andy and she's like, what did I tell you? Like, go to bed. Why did you bring him back out here to watch the news? <laughs> and Andy is like, twasn't I, Aunt Maggie, Maggie, yeah. twasn't I. Those exact words, twasn't Ex- I. Exactly. And she doesn't believe him naturally. So um, anyway, she puts him back to bed. Goes out to the living room. Chucky gets up. Starts running around. Um, 
freaking Maggie out because she's like noticing all this weird stuff. Sees flower on the ground, with tiny footprints in it. Chucky finds a hammer, which we were trying to figure out if it was the toy hammer or <laughs> just a small real hammer. It had to be a real hammer. Like it had to be metal and wood. There was no way it was like a toy hammer. That's what I would think so. But it was very small. It was it child size. Yeah, it hammer. was small. Um, so Chucky then pops up on Maggie, smacks her in the head with the hammer. Maggie stumbles backward and stumbles backward and stumbles backward <laughs> and stumbles backward. Okay, you're exactly And stumbles on. backward and then turns around and dives out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Very dramatic. There might have been another explosion at the end. I don't know. <laughs> Well, she falls. Uh, she falls through the truck, and like the roof just collapses from her fall. Yeah, they were pretty high up. Well, yeah, that's true. For living in Chicago, their apartment was very nice. Oh my gosh! Yeah, their apartment was nicer than our house. Yeah, super, super nice, swanky. They stayed on the higher level. It was very nice. So she fell out a high story. Right. So Mike, the cop from earlier, is on the case. He thinks it's Andy because he sees. Andy is wearing good. Andy keeps wearing good guy clothes. Yeah, I mean it's kind of his thing. Yeah, it's kind of how like like I don't know what was your thing at six. I don't know. There was an American Girl outfit that I used to wear a lot, mm-hmm. so I guess I can't give him too much slack. Yeah, American Girl is sort of like the equivalent of good guy dolls, except they weren't terrifying and their hair was nice. There was, well. And they were doll-sized. There is probably a movie out there where somebody made a, a killer American Girl doll. It's probably a porno about American Girl Oh, doll. that's that. Yeah, okay, you just took this to a weird place. Let's get back to the good guy. Doll. Well, you took it off track. You took it down the someone made a something track, and then that obviously brings up, what is it, whatever, 36? Oh, rule... 29? Something like that. No, no moving along. <laughs> Mike the cop thinks it's Andy because Andy has the good guy doll shoes for his PJs and he notices the good guy stuff on... Uh, there's like prints. There's like They're on the bottom of the, the shoes yeah, yeah. that are in the flower as yes, well. Yes, So he thinks that it's Andy, which I mean... It, plausible. Very much so plausible. Completely understandable mm-hmm, that you would come mm-hmm. to that conclusion, especially since um, Karen is very distraught and Andy isn't super distraught throughout the movie. No, There's only like, one part later on that he's like seems actually upset. Yeah, he's like, that's cool. He's like, oh, you know, Chucky. <laughs> you know how those good guy, guy dolls are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just, you know, somebody pisses them off. They got to kill them. Yeah, you know, it's in the TV show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, the next day, Andy goes to school. Mm-hmm. And he takes the good guy doll with him, but then he sneaks out of school like a bad child. This was like 80s school where you could do that. Yeah, where you could let a six-year-old sneak back out and no one was paying any attention. And he gets on the train. I don't know how he got on without money. Or I don't need, they never explained it, but yeah. he they maybe just he showed like him a, on the train. Maybe he had like a pass. I mean, if they live there. I guess. Something. So then came the intense... Uh, juxtaposition between the the angry trains and the sweet little boy angry train sweet little boy yeah until they got to um this like the underpass side of town 
because basically they got off the train and like were immediately under a bridge. <laughs> and so they walk to this decrepit house where Chucky's partner was. Chucky turns on the oven. According to Tom, the partner shoots into the oven. Yes. And then the house literally explodes. And the partner's dead. The partner's dead. Which, it was funny because, so Andy gets there, he puts Chucky in a rocking chair, says, I gotta go take a tinkle. Goes off. Uh, comes back. Chucky's gone. The partner is looking in the house. Like, here's Chucky running around and is looking for him. And shoots a couple of times before shooting the stove. And Andy, being six, hears the gunshots and runs towards them. Yeah, it was the 80s in Chicago. Do you Was there a time in history and a place in history where you would run toward gunshots? If you want to see what's going on, oh, yeah. Wow. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I wonder, like, Andy knew that Chucky was up to some stuff. That's true, yes. Yeah, so so he might have been like, oh, clearly he's got to be near the gunshots. Right, right, yeah. I better go figure out where he's at. <laughs> if I know my good guy doll, he's going towards the gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, so, next scene is Andy and Chucky at the police station mm-hmm. with the mom. I mean, mom shows up at the police station. Mom shows up at the police station. Because the cop had called her there. Mm-hmm. And he is like, Mike is like, look, it's the little boy. It's your son. And Andy is like, Chucky, you need to speak. Chucky is not speaking. He's doing his good guy shtick. And... Andy gets very upset, starts hitting Chucky. It's like, you got to speak. You got to speak. They're going to take me away from you, blah, blah, blah. So a psychiatrist, psychologist, I don't know what the guy's doctor. doctor. They just said doctor. He came in and he's like, look, the boy needs to stay with us for a few days. So Karen is like, I guess so. Like, what other choice does she really have? Right, yeah. So she takes Chucky home and she is looking through the packaging and the batteries for Chucky falls out. Mm -hmm. So she turns Chucky over and realizes that he doesn't have his batteries. He hasn't had his batteries in this whole time. But he's been doing the the doll stuff. But he's been doing the doll shtick. Yeah. But Tom and I were talking and when you buy a, a toy from the store, usually it has that little tab that you have to pull out. Right. In order to, like, kick it into using batteries and stuff, like, the factory-like setting. Right. So, like, sometimes they'll still work. Right, right. without the batteries. So, it's not until she opens the back and realizes there's there's no batteries at all. And no little thing to pull out. No little thing to pull out. Yeah, he is is very much uh, talking and not... He shouldn't be. Yes. And then he comes to life... Oh, well, he's always been to, alive. Yeah, she threatens to throw him in, into... She lights a fire because her awesome Chicago apartment has a fireplace. Yeah, a really sweet, like a real fireplace yeah. with like wood and stuff. Yeah, not not like, uh, not like you know... I like a little bit of gas. a knob or something. Yeah, it's like you throw wood in this thing. Yeah, so... I don't even think... Are those... I don't even know if those are legal right anymore. In an apartment? Yeah. I, would, I don't know. In a house, you could still have my well, yeah, in a house, one. yeah, but I'm thinking in an apartment. I, I can't imagine. I don't know. But anyway, super nice. Yeah, there were too many explosions in the 80s. They got rid of that type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So Chucky then comes to life. He tries to attack the mom and ultimately he escapes. Mm -hmm. So the mom is like, I got to go out and I got to find this doll. So she goes to the cop. Yes, she goes to... Wait, didn't she just run into the cop? No, I think she went and found him because he was like leaving for the night. Yeah, so she went and found the cop. She's explaining to him everything. The cop doesn't believe her. She sounds delusional. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, and under any other reasonable circumstances, yes, I would agree with him. But obviously, this was the 80s action movie. (laughs) He should have known better when the toy store exploded because of lightning. At that moment, you have to realize, oh, snaps. I'm in an 80s action movie. (laughs) I got to keep my guard up. (laughs) Uh, Things, inanimate things will be coming to get me at some point. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be the Terminator this round or toys or who the, maybe a a man that's back to life. Yeah. a teenager who knows karate may come out of anywhere. Miyagi's going to jump out the bushes at any moment and make me wax his car. Jeez, oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. So. <laughs> I can't even. Anyway. Think. Oh, so then. So she's like, all right, I got to go do some research. I'm going to go find this peddler. The mm-hmm. peddler. Yeah. So she, I feel like I'm saying something out of order. I get it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Doesn't well, all right, yeah. After the poli- after she talks to him at the police station, she sounds delusional. She then says, "I'm going to go find the peddler, figure out where he got it from, and that will help me in my search for Chucky." Yeah. If I'm wrong, write a review and tell me how wrong I am. Yes. Well, that's fine. And I'll delete your review because <laughs> no one tells me that I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, believe me, I've I've tried. It's. It, it doesn't end well. Yeah, I know. Tom's been deleted multiple times. <laughs> I don't understand why he doesn't realize he's in an 80s action movie at this point. <laughs> so so she goes to, to um, the shady part of ta- town at the wrong time of night. Yeah, he really, the cop really emphasizes that you can't go there at this time of night. Yes, but he doesn't say like, what time of night? Like, is it just because it's like 10 o'clock between the hours of 10 and midnight is not a good time. That's the wrong time of night. You need to go between the hours, like in like daytime hours where people are awake and functioning. So anyway, she goes and she finds the peddler. The peddler tries to rape her because 80s movie Mm. and Mike shows up and punches him. And then everyone runs away because I guess they're all thieves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. They're like, oh, it's a cop, and everyone scatters. And it's like between the hours of 10 to 12, all the thieves meet and have their <laughs> thief convention of the day. Hey, everybody. So let's talk about our goal from uh, last night's meeting. Did anyone reach their goal today? Steve, how about you? <laughs> well, I, th- I think probably because he was about to rape her and they were all just watching, that would make them accessories to rape. So he had that plus it's a cop and they were all probably homeless so if a cop wants to get you for something he can make a charge like i want to arrest you i can find a charge to fit whatever you're doing right now i mean yeah that's true what are they gonna do about it i would run yeah exactly 
I'd be like, snaps the cops. I'd be like, why are you running? I, it's I don't know. It's I've probably done something wrong at some point. <laughs> Maybe they're after me. <laughs> so, uh, so then um, they find out where they got the, uh, the peddler got the Chucky doll from. It's from the toy store that Charles Lee Ray died at. So Mike, the cop, is like, hmm, maybe something is funky going on. We are in an 80s movie. Yeah, and things are starting to seem dramatic. I think I might be in an action flick at this point. So the, how did, oh crap, and I'm blanking out. So he goes uh, back to the police station and gets the Charles Lee Ray fight. Mike does, Mike yes. Does. Yeah, Mike mm-hmm. And so that's how he finds out about the black voodoo guy. And he tells the mom where Charles Charles Lee Ray lived before he died. Hold on. I think think this is where we're messing something up. After the peddler guy, he tells the mom about where Charles lives. The mom goes there and Mike goes home. Because remember, the mom was like, well, don't goes, go home. He's coming after right. you. And so he goes to get the file and then he's on his way home. And that's oh. when Chucky attacks him. Okay, okay, okay. And that's when, yes, because he's driving. Right. And Chucky pops out the backseat, which is why you should always check your backseat. Mm-hmm. Even in the daytime, you never know who's hiding back there. It might be a squirrel. It might be Chucky. It might Odds be. are equally likely for both. It so. might be your cousin. Has that happened to you? No. But it could. But it could, yeah. All right, right, that's fair. So Chucky puts a cord around Mike's neck. Mike obviously hits the gas (laughs) while not being able to see and continues hitting the gas. Thank goodness no one drives in Chicago and the streets are always clear because otherwise he would have hit someone as sporadically as he was driving at like top speed because for some reason he just continued to keep his foot on the gas. I think he was trying to like hit the brake and he kept missing and he couldn't see is what they were going for. Yeah, but that's dumb. (laughs) That's dumb. Just take your foot off off of anything. Yes, take your foot off of any. At that point, just don't push down on something. Also... I know when I'm driving, I don't have to look down at the pedals to know where the gas and the brake are. But have you ever tried to do that while being unexpectedly choked from behind? No, but something tells me that I still would know that, like, the side closest to, like, the... the, the, Because he was reaching for... He knew where the lighter thing was. Well, right. And like he, there was nothing in the movie that signified that he smoked. So he it was smoked like, a lot. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. He, yeah, he had a cigarette in his mouth like a lot. Yeah, I guess he was true. in the middle of trying to light a cigarette. That's why the thing was lit because he pushed the thing in so that it would light. Put a cigarette in his mouth, and then Chucky started choking him. So that's why he was able to grab it, and it was lit, and he could burn Chucky's face with it. Okay. Yes, he he definitely you got smoked. Me. Yeah. You got me. Let's delete that part. The part where so I got you. So obviously Mike smokes a lot, 
But still, yeah. he knows where. Yeah, we're going to delete the part where I said that he doesn't smoke a lot. We're going <laughs> to cut that out. And we're going to start with. So Mike smokes a lot, but he I think he uses the gas and brake more. So if he knew where the lighter was, he should know where the gas and brake right, were while true. he's being right, choked. That's fair. Yeah. 80, you know, 80s movie. Or crazy, he could have just taken his foot off both and the car would have naturally decelerated. Yep. Come to a stop. Or at least, like, slow down. Mm-hmm. Or he could have... Um, I don't know how to make this into a joke, but I really want to make a joke about the car accelerating. How do I turn that into a celery joke i don't think you should I think all you right should. i'm gonna leave it to the listeners to figure out for me please and um write a review and tell me how to make a decelerated accelerated accelerated celery car joke please because that that's good i got i got the parts i just don't know how to make it into a cake making it into celery No, that's dumb. Tom, don't try to add into the jokes. You're not that not funny. Tr- I don't know what I'm doing. I know you don't. Anyway. Neither do I about cars and celery, but... So anyway. There's a celery joke in there. So, um... What? So eventually the car flips over. Yeah, so eventually the car flips over because 80s action movie. They couldn't figure out how to make it explode <laughs> and Mike and Chucky still be alive, so they settled for flipping. Flipping. Oh, oh, but while they were chasing, after... Chucky stopped choking him. He tried to stab him through the seat. Yeah, Chucky tried to stab him through the seat and he still continued to hit the gas <laughs> and just drive sporadically because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, car flips. Mike gets out. Mike meets back up with Karen. He shows Karen the file about the black voodoo guy. They go to the black voodoo guy's house. Chucky has already beat them there. He blames him for being in the body. Oh, Chucky blames the voodoo guy because he was like, you taught me how to do this and now I'm in a doll's body. Yeah, now I'm going to stay in a doll's body. So basically what the voodoo guy said was that um, Chucky, because the longer he stays in the doll's body, the more human he becomes. So essentially, eventually he would become a human doll. And to the movie's credit, he does start to look more human as the movie goes on, like a human-doll hybrid. Like, in the beginning, he looks like a a doll, and then Mm -hmm. after that, even when he's sitting still, he... Yeah, yeah. he does become a little more person-like. But let me tell you, his mouth screams are Uh. hilarious. It looks like a hamster's mouth. (laughs) When a hamster is yawning, Google hamster's mouth yawning and you'll know what Chucky's mouth looks like. It's very circular. You see teeth just at the very top a little bit. It's it's kind of cute, actually. So Chucky has a voodoo doll. He's like, tell me how to fix this or I'm going to kill you. He starts breaking the guy's limbs. For some reason, the guy trusts that Chucky's not going to kill him if he tells him the truth. So oh, he, he tells a, him. So you, you do, Chucky has a voodoo doll of the guy. That's how he breaks his legs. It's not a little yes. doll running up and breaking the guy's legs. I think that people know how voodoo dolls work. I didn't think I needed to explain no, that. No, you didn't mention. Sorry did, that you, Tom is um, belittling your intelligence. No, you just said he voodoo. just starts breaking his legs. You mentioned nothing about the voodoo doll. I did say voodoo. No, doll. you didn't. Well, 
I'm going to go back and cut out the part if you did say voodoo doll to make it sound like I'm right. You're a jerk off? Just like that manager. Manager jerk off. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. Whoa, whoa, man. Whoa. I'm sorry. I can't hear you over your jerk offs. (laughs) Actually, cut that part. That sounds terrible. Cut that part. Cut that part. (laughs) No one wants to listen to your jerk offs. (laughs) So So this whole thing's going to be about 10 minutes long. Yeah. Chucky, uh, the guy, so voodoo, black voodoo man tells Chucky that he need in order to break the curse, he needs to, I was going to say expose himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. He needs to expose himself to the person that he first told uh, his secret to. So Chucky's like, sweet, I'm, I'm going to expose myself to this six-year-old boy. No, no. And then I'm going to become a six, this six-year-old boy. He, tra- my soul. he has to transfer his soul into the boy. He's not by, exposing himself by chanting the voodoo chant. Because he... Exposed himself to the kid. First, yeah, he exposed right, himself right, to the right. kid first. He doesn't have to expose. He already exposed himself to the kid. I don't know what this man's. You know what? I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> so Chucky's uh, like, "Sweet, I'm gonna be six years old again." Thanks, and stabs a voodoo doll. So black voodoo man dies because it's the '80s, and he was a black guy in a horror movie. Yeah. So surprised he didn't go for him first. <laughs> but I okay. He didn't go to him first because. He was still a doll and he thought he was invincible. Yes. He ended up going to the voodoo guy because he got shot and it hurt and he started bleeding. And that's when he realized that, oh, this is not what I thought it was. Let right. me go talk to this voodoo guy. I'm becoming him. Yes. So that's why he didn't die first. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> so then uh, Mike and Karen go to the voodoo guy's house. The voodoo guy is like, protect the little boy. Chucky's coming for him. So Mike and Karen go to the place that Andy is held hostage, basically. Oh, yeah. The the place where the police or children's services or wherever going to keep him. It was basically like they had him in a prison cell. They literally had him in a prison cell. There were bars on outside windows. There was like a solid door with just a little window with bars on that. It looked like a jail cell. Like, yeah, he was locked in the room. The Andy was like screaming because he saw Chucky coming and he's like, help me, please. Chucky is coming to kill me. And the doctor doesn't like open up the door to talk to the six year old boy. He just talks to him through the bars in the door. And it's like, don't worry about it. I I wonder if he was like being held there as a as a murder suspect then, because that was not an okay place for a kid unless. Well, I mean. Kids in general, like you shouldn't put them in a situation like that. But even if you think he's a murder suspect, but I wonder if that was why he was there. It was like, you're essentially under arrest, kid. I mean, it was probably partly that, but the way the doctor made it seem when he said Andy needs to stay with us for a few days was like he needs to be like analyzed. Right. But then he was in this terrible jail cell. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was the 80s, though, so it's it was fine. The 80s, yeah. mm-hmm. um, everybody spent time in jail or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so, Chucky comes to the hospital jail place, place where Andy's being held. Yes. And 
comes into Andy's room. I don't know how he knew it was Andy's room. Well, he was climbs up through the window and he sees his name. It said Andy Barkley number seven. So then he snuck the keys, went to prison cell number seven and opened it up. Mm-hmm. And luckily, Andy was a very smart boy. Mm-hmm. He also this very good crying acting. It made me wonder yeah. what they said to Andy to make him cry <laughs> like that. Yeah. I was a little perturbed because I was like, what did they like? Those are like real tears. He looks genuinely like scared. upset and yeah. scared about something like what did they say to this little boy to make him? Yeah, his cry acting was better than a lot of adults. Yeah, his cry acting was better than the rest of his acting. Well, yeah. Um, well, the re- I mean, the rest of his acting you could dismiss as he's six. Right, but then that crying. That was really good. That's why it kept throwing me off. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it because I was like, what did they. It's they Hollywood. Sh- I know they. a picture of his dead dog. They exposed Chucky too. (laughs) Not Charles Lee Ray, Chucky the doll. All right, all right. Um, Still creepy. Yeah, it is. That's why he was crying so badly. (laughs) I would cry too. Um, So luckily, Andy was smart. He put pillows under his bed. He hid with his jacket on. I don't know why he had his jacket on, but he hid with his jacket. I guess in case he needed to go outside. Mm -hmm. Smart. Mm Chucky comes in, he goes to stab the pillow, pulls it back, realizes it's a pillow, Andy runs out, locks Chucky in, um, and then the doctor comes and takes him to a room where they have, like, ECT Yeah, equipment. they have ECT, like, surgery equipment, there was a scalpel. Yeah, I don't it's know like, what they what, were doing. Where is he? Like, what do they do here? ECTs and lobotomies? I... Yes, yeah, for the crazy kids. Yeah, which is really terrifying that they would do that to a child, but I don't even know at this point. <clears throat> so um, the doctor is trying to give Andy a, like a sedative shot. Sedative, yeah. And Andy is fighting him. Chucky breaks out. He comes to the room. He stabs the doctor in the knee with the scalpel. So the doctor goes down. Mm-hmm. And... Chucky puts the East, like ECT stuff on his head and then basically shocks the doctor to death. It's pretty, it's one of the more gruesome deaths mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Because he just keeps shocking, 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 shocking until like the doctor just starts bleeding out of all the orifices. Yeah. Um, so Andy gets away. How did Andy get away? I mean, probably while the doctor was getting shocked, he ran away. Yeah. Yeah, so he gets away. He goes home. Karen and Mike get there. They're like, where's Andy? They're like, he escaped. Karen's like, he he would go home. That's where I told him to go. So Andy goes home. He starts locking doors. They have 80 million doors. Literally. I counted them. 80 million. We had to watch the movie 78 times for me to count them. (laughs) So uh, he starts locking out the doors. And... Eventually, Chucky is able to break in. He goes in through the chimney. Yes. Santa Chuck. The only place without a door. Yeah. And I I think that's how they um, talk about chimneys. And what? I don't know what I'm trying to... I'm trying to make another joke. I didn't drink the coffee. (laughs) I didn't drink the coffee. So now I joke about... I don't know. I was going to say something about realtors being like, and here's your, your no door door 
It's a really bad joke. Yeah. The celery one will be good once somebody figures it out. The celery one will be good, though. Um, don't worry about Don't worry about this one. We'll just let this one go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, eventually, Karen and Mike get in. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, Chucky hits Andy over the head with the baseball bat. Andy goes down immediately. Um, Chucky starts trying to curse them, curse Andy so he can get into his body. (laughs) I don't know if there's a better way to rephrase that. (laughs) He tries to transfer his soul into Andy's body. Okay. Um. He's trying to take his essence and put it into Andy. I think we should go back to the soul transfer one. That one, that one was a winner out of okay, all of those. Yes, he's trying to put his soul into Andy's body. Let's leave the word body out. He's trying to transfer his soul into Andy. There's just no good way to put it. He's trying to get into Andy. No, that's <laughs> yeah. That was worse than my the other one. He's trying to whatever. He wants to get into Andy. <laughs> So, so he's chanting the voodoo. He's chanting voodoo. Just keep it at that. To be in Andy's body. <laughs> so um Mike Chucky Rewind. Okay. Karen and Mike are on the house. Mike gets knocked out by Chucky in the baseball bat again. Mm-hmm. Mike is basically worthless at this oh, yeah. point. He gets his leg cut, too. Yeah, he gets his leg cut. He's worthless. He's out. Mm-hmm. He's not doing diddly. Mm-hmm. Karen and Andy are the ones who basically save the day. So Karen and Chucky start fighting. Karen manages to get Chucky into the fireplace, put a grate up, and she's blocking the grate. And she's trying to get matches around. Eventually, Andy helps her. He's, like, in shock at first. Poor yeah. kid. Um, but eventually he helps mom, lights a match, throws it into the fire. Chucky starts burning. He just starts wandering around the house, leaving little burnt patches everywhere. They're not going to get their security deposit back. <laughs> it kind of really sucks. The furniture was nice. The carpet was so white. I don't know how with a six-year-old kid, but now it's messed up because of a good boy, Dal. Good guy, Dal. Whatever. Um, a serial killer. So they end up leaving Chucky because they think that he's burnt to death. Even though the voodoo man said, get him through the heart. They're just like, eh, he caught fire. He's fine. fine. So they go back to tend to Mike who wakes up for a hot second and then passes back out again. Because like I said, worthless at this point. Um, And then Chucky ends up getting up and he's going after Andy again. And... Oh, and he tells the mom, like, I'll let you live. Just give me the boy. Yeah. And the mom is like, uh, screw that. Mm -hmm. So mom gets a gun that she had earlier that had jammed originally. Yeah, Mike's spare gun. It was jammed. Yeah, but now it's working again. I don't know how. I don't know how 80s guns work. Mm, Movie logic. Movie logic, right. So, um, maybe we should have called this podcast Movie Logic. We talk about movie (laughs) logic a lot. Um, so the mom starts shooting parts of 
Chucky off. Oh, yeah. His head, his arm, his leg. And so at this point, he's just a torso, arm, and a leg that's still attached. Everything else is just off. Mm -hmm. And um, still didn't shoot him in the heart. Nope. I don't know what her deal was. She shot him, like, in the back, and it looked like she was shooting him where the heart would be, but it was in the back. And she, like, empties the gun out on his back. Karen failed us all. So maybe that's where the whole Karen thing came from. Yeah, from this movie, freaking Karen. We thought that she had our back, but it turns out she didn't. She didn't. She <laughs> wanted to do it her way, and it screwed us all over. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Um. So Mike's cop partner ends up showing up, and Mike is like saying the same story that Karen and Andy have been saying. Chuck is alive. He's Charlie Lee Ray. He tried to kill us. His body parts are scattered out in the hall. Don't touch them. So obviously the cop partner goes out and starts touching things. Of course. And brings the head into the room with everyone else. And he's like, oh, look, it's not real. Blah, blah, blah. So um, the Chucky torso arm leg combo bust out the vent. Wasn't it the vent? Yeah, yeah bust out the vent and starts choking the cop with his tiny little doll <laughs> hand. <laughs> and somehow the cop can't get him off. <laughs> He's literally an arm, a leg, and a torso of a doll. And this cop can't get him off. So Karen helps out, gets the doll off, and Mike finally helps out and shoots him in the heart. So... He dies. Chucky is dead for now. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Spoiler alert. There are other Chucky movies. So in case anyone didn't know, sorry. Should have said spoilers ahead. Maybe we should say spoilers ahead. I think it's implied. It's implied know. in our intro. People, That's people their are problem. dumb. That's their problem. People are dumb. Not you guys. You guys aren't dumb. <laughs> But some of our few our listeners are probably dumb. Not you guys. No one's talking to you. Just cover your ears for a second. Our <laughs> listeners are idiots. <laughs> yeah, this is going to help us get a lot more uh, listeners. They can't hear us. Their ears are covered. <laughs> okay, guys. Uncover your ears. It's fine now. We're done. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, Chucky dies. Chucky dies. The co- the mic is like, oh, do you believe me? And the partner's like, oh, yeah, who's going to believe me? Yuck, 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 yuck. It's all fun and games now. Everyone's. And, what, and then they leave. So then they tie. It's all tied up with a nice little bow. And then the worst freeze frame ever happens at the end of the movie. Oh, I kind of liked it. It's just Andy looking back. Yeah. There's no action. Yeah. He could have just been standing still. They, it it's, didn't even need to be a freeze frame. I think it was sort of symbolizing like the end of innocence, right? Because before this, he was a six-year-old boy. Now he knows several people who have been brutally murdered. It was sort of like him like looking back on like the death of his innocence as a little boy. Because even if there weren't a bunch of sequels and he was constantly being chased his whole life by this killer doll. Uh, yeah, Andy's in, in the spoilers. Like... His life will never be the same again. Like that, this is this is a pivotal moment in his life, at six years old. So I, that's what I think the freeze frame was symbolizing, and and I think that it was really, really well done in that sense. He should have been jumping in the air. This wasn't a happy ending. I mean, just he's not the, dead. Just because the bad guy's dead, like 
He should have been jumping in the air. There's no reason to do a freeze frame unless some action's happening. No. A frisbee coming is coming towards you. Freeze frame. This You're jumping in the air. Freeze frame. This isn't that kind of 80s movie. Click of the heels. Freeze frame. Blowing out your birthday candles. Freeze frame. No, this was this was a really dark ending. It wasn't that dark. All the lights were on. <laughs> it wasn't that time of day. Um. Well, maybe uh, maybe we should. Well, what do you think? What do you think? I guess you, you should probably rate this. Right? I should rate this. Okay. So out, I'm, of... out of how many burnt good guy doll heads are you gonna? Would you give this out of? 10 burnt good guy doll heads. Oh, 10 burnt good guy doll heads? Mm-hmm. I would give this five Chucky knives mm-hmm. and two um, good guy boy uh, pajama footprints. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. It was, um, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, I liked, I, I, are there, before this, were there any killer doll movie like in this sense i mean i'm sure there were some where it's like um, i'm possessed by an evil I'm, demon thing but the earliest known one that i'm aware of is there was a twilight zone episode so that dates back to the 60s but the idea of a of a living killer doll probably dates back even before that yeah i'm sure it does i just i like the take on it that it was like not just like some demon that oh. was possessing uh this inanimate object like oh, it was, it was like a, a natural human yeah it was like a serial killer like that so serial killer in a doll's body yeah yeah that, like it was an interesting take was, yeah i think in that sense it was original mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um it would have been interesting if he did turn into andy oh yeah and then andy was a serial killer boy do you think he would have killed people as andy or you think he would have waited until he grew up some I I would like to think he'd be smart enough to wait until he was older, but he was also probably pretty messed up, so maybe not. Yeah, I think he would start killing people probably immediately. He didn't seem like that smart, Mm -hmm. just like our viewers. Sorry, hold on, wait, rewind that. <laughs> Cover your ears, just like our viewers. <laughs> All right, uncover your ears. Now it's fine. You're the dumb one. We don't have any viewers. This is a podcast. See, so our viewers will never know how dumb they are. <laughs> they don't even exist. <laughs> but yeah, I would I would like to watch the other ones. I feel like for my what understanding I do have of the movies is they kind of become more of a parody as time goes on. We'll have to watch to find out. Because this one seemed very like... It took itself very seriously. Yes, it did. It took itself very seriously. It took itself very seriously. And from what I've seen of other ones, um, which I've never seen like any of them all the way through, you know, just bits and pieces here and there, um, they seem definitely more like a parody of what this was. Yeah, I'm trying to think. um, Well, we'll have to get to the sequels another time. All right, we'll have to get to the sequels another time, everyone. Stay tuned next time for whatever it is that we pick. So, what uh, what movie do you want to do next time? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. There's so many Halloween-y movies that I have yet to see. Shoot, we could probably just do a straight uh, just horror movies podcast on movies you haven't seen. Oh my gosh, that would be so lovely. Um, 
I well, we did a classic, so let's mm-hmm. let's stick with a classic. What okay. About a, ooh, what about the Exorcist? Ooh, like the original from '73. Uh, are there more? There are. There's Exorcist one, two, and three, and then I think there's like Exorcist: A New Beginning, and then there's a TV. Yeah, there's a lot of Exorcist stuff. There's, it's all okay, franchise. Okay. Original, original, the original Exorcist. Yes. I want to see head spin. Okay. Ha. Yeah. Yeah. That's where that uh, that whole thing came from. The the head turning 180. Actually, a lot of like pop culture cliches come from that movie. That's a good one. All right. Let's do the original, uh, The Exorcist. Okay. Fading out. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll Goodbye. all right. Now, 